0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Bishem Shizaveti Seven Eighty Three Two Thousand Twenty Three. This week in Chutzlartz, you'll be reading Parshas Chukas and Balak, and we in Eretz Yisrael will be reading Parshas Balak. Balak is always an exciting time for me because it marks the completion of a round of Parsha podcasts, which Baruch Hashem we hit sixteen years every single week putting out a partial podcast for the last 16 years and once a year i put in a plug and i say please visit my site argolbeck.com go there hit the donate button and help make these podcasts continue to be possible uh, i don't ask for money usually but once a year we mention it that lamisa this takes a lot of time and it takes away from my work time and it is time that i'm glad to spend on sharing words of wisdom from our with all of you. So I encourage you to, to get over to my site, AriGoldbeck.com, hit the donate button, which is on the left side of the screen. Okay, so let's see. This week's Parsha, I'm going to talk about Parsha's Balak, because obviously it's the Parsha that we both have together. And it's very interesting to look at the Parsha, and look at Balak, and look at Bilam. Really, Bilam is the main antagonist of our Parsha. And we can look at the Parsha, we could look at Bilam, and... He doesn't seem to be such a bad guy. He says, you know, whatever God says, whatever Hashem puts in my mouth, that's what I'm going to do, that's what I'm going to say. But, you know, the Torah expects us to to read between the lines and understand that although he says that, he does go out with an intention to make some money on cursing the Jewish people. So, Chazal see him in a very negative light. They see him as someone who tries as best as he can to say negative things about Kala and just doesn't succeed. Ultimately, he does succeed in giving advice to Balak to cause the Jewish people to sin, because that is the way to take them out of favor in the eyes of Hashem, as it were. But if we look at his words carefully, and we look at some of the things that he says, and that which our Chachamim say and teach us about his words, there's so much, so much to learn. I'd like to read to you a piece from the Medrash. It's in Parsha Simen Yud and we'll see how far in really it's really a, it's a very long piece, we're not going to read the entire piece, we'll see some parts of it, and we'll see what we can take out of it. There's lots of small lessons that we can learn. You know, Bilaam says a lot of things about the Jewish people, he says a lot of blessings, he talks about the end of days, he talks about what's going to happen, he talks about a lot of things. So let's see if we can pick out some interesting ideas from our Chazal, from the Medrash, and we'll see... How they apply to us and what we can take home with us. So this is towards the end of the parsha. Bilam says the following. He says he he raises up his his mashal. He he keeps saying these um, poetic lines about the Jewish people. One of the most famous ones. How beautiful are your tents, O oh, Jacob? Mishkan Israel. He refers to the Jewish people as Jacob. He refers to them as Israel. Right? And he refers to so many different things. But here, he says words which we need to know what they mean. Min Aram means literally, from Aram, which is the name of a place, I was placed. From Aram, I was placed. What does it mean? So the measure says, Bilal is saying something about himself. He's saying, Min Aram Yancheni. It's talking about himself. He's saying, From Aram I was placed. The Medrash understands the word Aram. Aram, which means, we're, we're originally, right, the Jewish people, our root is from Aram. We come from Aram. Avraham Avinu was known as Av Aram. He was the father. He was the greatest person in the land of Aram. He came down to the land of Israel when Hashem said him Lech Lecha. But originally we're from Aram. But here the Medrash is understanding the word Aram to mean the, the root of the word is raised up. And so, so, Billam is saying, I was in a very high place. I was in a place where I spoke to Hashem. I was in a place where I had revelation, where I had Ruach HaKaydash, where I had divine inspiration, where I had nevuah, I had prophecy. And what happened, the word Yancheni means to place, to put down. I was, I was lowered. As a result of my interactions with Balak, Bilam is recognizing that as a result of the fact that he came to curse the Jewish people, he was lowered. He was lowered. Now the word Yancheni, which means to be placed, can also mean to be lowered. We find that the word can be used this way because the letter Ches, in the word Yancheni, the letter Ches can, is replacement with the letter He. So it could also be Yenahini, ينه, which we find that that word nehei means to bring down. The pasuk in Yeheskel, in speaking about Egypt, says, "Come down upon the the masses of Egyptians and lower them." So the word means to come down. So Bilam is lamenting the fact that he came into a relationship with Balak. And as a result of this relationship with Balak, he causes the Jewish people to sin, and ultimately he himself loses his life. As the Pesachim in the next week's partial will say, he himself is killed in the battle of the Jewish people with Midian. And what's interesting is, so why is Vilum saying this? Vilum is recognizing how terrible. Okay, like he's he blaming Balak. What is this lament? What is this statement? And I think that we can understand it in in light of that which our sages say. Our sages say that the wicked are always filled with regrets. Right? What's the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha? Right? A tzaddik, sheva al tzaddik the righteous individual. So he falls, he makes mistakes, he trips, he does wrong things, he does virus, he he sins, but he gets up every time. He does tshuva every time. He realizes he did something wrong. He doesn't allow that to become... He doesn't rationalize and say, Oh, what I do is okay. The Russia. The difference between a tzaddik and a Russia, they do the same things, really. They make the same mistakes, but the tzaddik gets up from his mistakes and keeps reminding himself that that's not what I want to do. That's not who I want to be. I, I won't define myself as the action that I took. The wicked individual, however... He's always filled with regrets because, in a sense, it's not that he regrets it and stops doing it. He always it's it's everything that he does is is wrong, and he never does chuva over it. He never reflects and says I shouldn't be doing this and try. and He doesn't try not to do it. He just this is how I am. This is how this is the this is the reality of of who I am. This is, he allows the Vera to become who he is, and so Bilam. You know, we can look at Bilaam and we can see the exact opposite of the way that we should be. The exact opposite. And we'll see this as we continue in the message as well in, in a few different aspects of him. But the way that he is, is how we shouldn't be. Bilaam says, look, uh, he recognizes, you know, I was on a very high level. I got drawn down by getting involved with trying to curse the Jewish people. But it's it's kind of his fault. He doesn't recognize, hey, I'm the one who went to curse. (laughs) Yeah, Bullock invited me, but I could have said no. I should have said no. Right? I should have said no. I should have used my intuition to say, this is not the right way to go. So, what do we see? We see that Billam is somebody who sees that he's done wrong and won't take responsibility for his action. He will blame it on a Bullock and he'll say, ah, he brought me down instead of realizing, I shouldn't have done this. Let me stop now before it's too late. Let me do chuva now before it's too late. No. I was on a very high level. He brought me down to the lowest place. Tavaraaker. Says the menush another explanation. ram. Another way of understanding. Im Yusi dani I was very I was very uh, honorable. I was very close to Hashem. It's a similar idea. I was I was in conversation with God, and now Balak brought me down. Moshele Misham Ahalechim, Says the magician analogy. It's comparable to somebody who is walking with the king. He's traveling with the king. Ralistin, and as this person is traveling with the king, he sees a group of robbers. He sees a group of low lives. Not such good people, he was drawn towards them, so he, so he goes and he sees the robbers and he starts to talk to them, hang out with them. you know, he accompanies them for a while, and then he wants to go back to the king. He says, the king says, "Go back. I, I saw you who you were hanging out with you were hanging out with that with that low life. You were hanging out with a, a degraded person you can't come back to me now. You can't continue on with me. And this is an issue that's discussed by the Rishanim, discussed by the Ramban, etc. Did he have real Ruach HaKadosh? Did he have real divine inspiration? Was he just a Kaisam? Was he just a magician? This measure says, Bilam was somebody who had Ruach HaKadosh. He was on a very high level. What happens in the end is that he just goes back to being a magician. He was a magician. He got raised up. He was like Aram. He was raised up. He was walking with the king. He was hearing the voice of Hashem. But then he went along with Balak. And he tried to curse the Jewish people. He just ended up back at the low level that he was in the first place. ben We find in reference to Bilam that he's referred to as the Magician. Later on, it's in Yehoshua chapter 13, verse 22. Lefikah so it's Ramayis Bolak. There's a similar idea. I was so high and I was lowered by Bolak. Again, he doesn't take responsibility for himself. He's, he doesn't realize that it was because of the fact that he chose to leave the king, to leave the presence of Hashem himself, as it were, and hang out with someone who is a very low person. Hashem says, I'm not interested in you anymore. Now the someone says something very, very interesting. Min Aram another pshat. Min Aram What happened here was something very deep and problematic on the part of Bilam and Balak. Bilam and Balak... As would be the case of many enemies of the Jewish people throughout the generations, Haman comes to mind. They didn't recognize that their very existence was a result of the kindness of the Jewish people. For Haman, it was the fact that he came from Agag, and Shol HaMelech had been the one to allow Agag to live, and therefore Haman existed, and here he is trying to destroy the very people who brought about his existence. <coughs> but this is true, of, of the, of all evil people. The evil people, what, it, if we could look at, it, if we could point our finger to a Mida, to a character trait, which, which is typified by these types of people, it's the Mida of Kfi'a's type. Why was it kviyastay? means a denial of the good that was done for them. <coughs> they wouldn't exist if not for the people who they're trying they're out to get. If not for Avram Avinu, there wouldn't be a Balak. Who is Balak? He was the king of Mayav Who is Mayav? Who are who are the people who he was the king over? Where was this nation from? He was from, they were from Lot. Why did Lot exist? Why did Lot have the ability to have a child named Moab? It was because he was saved. He was saved from destruction in the merit of Abraham, of Enu, Abraham. This message holds that Balak himself was from the great great grandchildren of Lot. Why did he exist? Balak, he wants to destroy the Jewish people. The Jewish people are why you exist. If not for Jacob, their forefather, I wouldn't be in the world. In In this statement, there was a certain recognition. And once again, we see that the recognition doesn't help him to change. But there was a recognition of the fact that why was he in the world? It was only because of Yaakov, their forefather. What does that mean? Shleira loven bani melabeschus Yaakov. The Major tells us an awesome secret. Bilam, who was he? Where did he come from? Bilam was actually a son or a grandson of Lavan Ha'arami, so he was a cousin of the Jewish people, and he was coming to curse out the Jewish people. Bilam, why do you exist? You're a a grandson of Lavan. Your very existence is because of Yaakov Avinu, of Jacob. Why says the Medrash? If not for Yaakov Avinu, Bilam would not have existed, because Lavan didn't have any sons before Yaakov arrived at his house. The fact that he had sons was his own, was the merit of Yaakov Avinu, not his own, not Lavan's own. The pasuk tells us. That Rachel, Rachel was the one who was shepherding the sheep. If Lavan had any sons, how could he have made his daughter a shepherd? Clearly, the fact that he didn't, the fact that Rachel was the shepherd, shepherdess, was because of the fact that he didn't have any sons. We know that he did have sons at, at a certain point because years later the sons of Lavan were speaking negatively about Yaakov. And Lavan himself admits that how did he have the blessings in his home, which include having sons? It was because of the blessings of Yaakov. It was because of Jacob's arrival. Yaakov came, Yaakov was the one who who brought blessings into the home of Lavan, a multiplication of his Assets and a multiplicity of sons. So, so, uh, Lavan, Avin, Lavan, sorry, Yaakov Avinu caused Lavan to have sons, to have boys. Where does Billam come from? He comes from those sons. Oh, one more. That's. I think that's the next. That's the next point. But what's the bottom line here of this point in the Medrash? The bottom line is that there was a recognition I don't have a right. Bilam says, even though he tries his best to curse the Jewish people, and indeed he causes them to sin later, as we mentioned. Uh, Bilam, Bilam, is a kafu toiv. He admits his kviyas toiv. He admits that min arami Khaini, That where do I come from? Where does my existence come from? It's from Aram. Who's Aram? Avram Avinu is Aram. Yaakov Avinu is Aram. They came from Aram. Loven arami. I come from Aram. I came from Laban, who was the Arami. I exist. Bilam exists. How could, why, why do I have? the ability with my mouth to speak and to curse the Jewish people, or to think that I can curse them, ultimately really to bless them. What? Where does that thought come from? That thought comes from the mistake of Kvi of not recognizing, not recognizing the good that others have done for me, not recognizing that my very existence is only because of these people, these people who I would like to curse I only exist because of them and the last point which I think is connected so I was told by Balak to, to curse them ma'arer ma'arer. now this is a general principle but this is also specifically true about those who heaven forbid come to curse the Jews those who curse generally are themselves cursed we spoke previously, when we spoke about Aaron Akai and, and the priests, we spoke about the fact that those who come to bless, right, the blessings come through them. When the priests put out their hands and they bless the Jewish people, they are becoming a vehicle for blessing and the blessing passes through them. So there's also a concept that those who come to curse, heaven forbid, those who would like to draw down negative energy upon others, they themselves the the curse passes through them. it's like pulling down like a destructive energy through a person. it destroys them as well right that negativity but we find we find that that who promises, and this is connected to Avram Avinu. Hashem promises Abraham that those who bless you will be blessed; those who curse you will be cursed. That negativity, that that darkness, that desire to come and curse—I would say it's connected to the Kviyas toiv, the kvias toiv, the lack of appreciation for the fact that his entire existence came as a result of these people. You know. A person who curses, and it doesn't have to be a curse, it could be just looking negatively at others. It could be looking negatively at others, judging people negatively. When, when, if I look around and I send my curses, heaven forbid, send my negative view, my negative judgment around to other people, it shows First of all, it draws into me, heaven forbid, and not want to speak about myself, a person who looks at others in a negative way draws into himself negativity, negativity, and ends up judging themselves. Often a person who's negative about others is negative about them, themselves. And that mida is such a terrible mida. It's a mida of Bilaam harasha, Shusumha Ayin, the closed eye, the negative eye, the Ayin Ra, the one who sees everything negatively, who's compared Lahavdil. To, to the tzaddikim of Klaus Yisrael who saw things in a positive way, who were able to see blessings, right? A person who sees the world in a negative way, who's looking to cause others harm, perhaps to bring himself up, to save myself from them, right? That's why Balak was hiring him, to try to protect himself. But someone who sees others negatively, ultimately they, they destroy themselves through that negativity. That's the lesson. A person who is kafi toiv, person who doesn't recognize the good that others have done, can come and try to curse those people who have done him good. That type of person is self-destructive, is destroying himself in the process. And that type of person blames others, blames others for all of their problems, blames the Jewish people, blames Balak. He's the one who brought me down, when it was Billam himself, who chose to be drawn into the plan of Balak, and who chose to try to curse the Jewish people. So I think that the bottom line, the, the, the takeaway, the main takeaway here is the is that we're looking for the opposite. Whatever Billem is, we need to be the opposite. We need to look for blessings. We need to look to bless others, to find the good in others, to <clears throat> to wish positivity upon other people, and by doing so we draw positivity to ourselves. We need to look at others and, and be makir right? ta'if. How does somebody be such a coffee ta'if? How does somebody want to destroy the very people who are the reason why he exists? It comes from a negative, general negative look, but it also comes from not taking stock properly of the blessings that I have, all of the good things that I do have. If I'm jealous of others, it's often because I'm not looking at all of the good things that I have. I want something more. I'm not... de b'chalki. Right? So the lesson from Bilam is to be Taiva, to appreciate and express appreciation and do good for others, to bless others who have done us good. One of the classic ways that Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, the, the father of the Muslim movement, he would suggest to people who are jealous of others... Was, or or upset at others having done them wrong, was to be to intentionally do favors for those who have done us wrong, to intentionally do favors to those we're jealous of, to go out of our way to be positive, that takes away the negativity, that infuses within ourselves a positivity. And finally, back to the first point, taking responsibility for our own actions, being like the tzaddik, who recognizes if we've fallen, it's our responsibility to get up and not look and say, hey, that person caused me to fall, but to recognize, no, I chose to follow that person. It's that recognition, that responsibility, that helps us to be like the tzaddik, who's shavi p'l become. he gets up, he takes responsibility for his actions and tries to be better. I want to bless you, I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to learn all of the lessons, to see the indeed the blessings. Hashem took all of what Bilaam was and He turned around the negativity and showed a posit, the positive side of every single negative thing that Bilaam tried to do. We need to also, Hashem should help us to take a lesson from those who are wicked, the negativity that they have, let's use the negativity a, and and turn it around for ourselves and be able to use it in a positive way, to recognize our mistakes, take responsibility, to be toiv. to recognize the good of others, and to bless others, and to encourage ourselves and those around us to have a positive look, and a, an ayin toivo, a positive blessing, a gisha, an approach to all those around us of positivity. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.